0: Welcome! My name is Lou Yurdell, and this is the Lion Heart Podcast. I have a really special episode I want to talk about today, and it it kind of came to me while I was at a turning point in Phoenix. And the title of it is MAGA: Make America Great Again. And it's the battle cry for righteousness. Probably gonna take some heat on that, but let me explain that. But first, I want to give a shout to my my sponsor uh, Redcon one my good friend Aaron singerman owns that and uh, you know what I want to thank him for really believing in me and being a really good upstanding guy um, not only in the community but everywhere around so I really want to thank for them what the I want to thank them for their support and always believing and standing behind me you guys can check out their products on redcon one.com the link is in my link tree and you can say big on those products and so i want to get into today's episode and i want to talk about that MAGA, make america great again it's such a people call it such a dividing term it's just oh it's racist it's white supremacist and i thought about how i used to feel about it and i used to think well yeah you know make america great again It, it there was a lot of bad things in america's history we don't bring those back and i used to say I want to believe in make America great, but when you say make America great again, it's kind of it can be kind of confusing for people. But then I really started thinking about it, and I thought about man, are the negative aspects of society really starting to get to me? Are they really starting to kind of play into my mind, seep into my soul? And a lot of things, the negative things that well, we used to have slaves, we used to have segregation. You know, black people couldn't go into white restaurants. You know, children couldn't be in the same schools with each other. And women couldn't have the right to vote. You want to bring that back? Women can't vote? Well, I don't look at it like that. I look at it as we had slavery and we overcame it and we got rid of slavery. We had segregation. We overcame it and now everyone can do stuff. Women didn't have the right to vote. We fought for it. They have the right to vote now. And we have the criminal justice system. It's not the best. It could be, but it's the best in the world. And you well, have oh, yeah, homeless people sitting on the streets. Well, can you think of a better country to be homeless in? Not that that's a justification for being, uh, having so many homeless people, but try being homeless in Russia or China. It's not going to be a fun proposition for you. America is the only place you can go from, from zero to fulfilling your dreams when you come from absolutely nothing to be something. Look at all these great companies. They started from people's garages and they grow into multi-billion dollar companies. And the, my friend Aaron Singerman's a great example of that. The guy's gone from literally maybe $500 in his bank account, working his way up. He can go right from there, but now having like a, over $100 million company. So the guy's really made a, a lot of improvements for himself. But that negative thought process is what makes, it starts the wheels on, on the MAGA principle we have to think about what we've overcome and what we've done as a nation to make it so great and making it great again. And I'll continue with that. We talk about pro- political correctness in our society now, and really people are just afraid of the truth, you know, cause the truth, the truth will set you free and the truth. Everything else is downstream from the truth, freedom, fear, lies. It's all downstream from the truth. And we talk about a lot of books where we, cancel books, we cancel toys, we cancel foods, we cancel sport teams. And by and large, we canceled these products and these these events, and these teams by people who didn't even use them. Right? I mean, who the people that watch the Redskins, they probably don't even watch football. And they're upset with the name because it offends them. They probably didn't eat Aunt syrup, but they're offended by it. They probably didn't eat Uncle Ben's rice. They probably never played with Mr. Potato Head, but they're offended by it. So they want to change it. They want to impose their will and make you do something. If they can't take something away from you, they're not happy because they're miserable in their own lives. It's like when my gym, my gym was open, right? And... People say, oh, your your gym's open during this pandemic, and people are going to die. I'll never go work out there. Please, you don't even work out as it is. You don't even drink enough water to stay hydrated. You don't eat right. If if you were talking about McDonald's and I owe McDonald's, I might be scared of that comment, but you don't even come to the gym anyway. You never come. So, like an empty threat and that political correctness is spread into our politicians okay they've become complacent and they compromise in order to try and reach their goals they want to toe this line where they won't offend too many people on the left won't offend too many people on the right and we don't even know who they are i want to know who you are as a politician i want to know where you're coming from i want to know what kind of person is going to be representing me who's representing me on the political realm, now it's like a it's like a job they're doing. It's not it's not a it's a, it's their career. It's their profession. It's not public service. What happened to politicians like Teddy Roosevelt, the Rough Rider, right? The man in the arena. What happened to men like that in politics? What happened to guys like Ronald Reagan who would shut down? Who would shut down the the press? Like I paid for this. You will not tell me to be quiet. That's why Trump was such a good president because he's cut from that cloth he wouldn't take no he didn't have political correctness he didn't fit with this whole cancel culture society he didn't fit their mold he broke it and that's why he was such a a a man who was hated so much by the woke left and carrying on to this you know think about you know men used to be men you know men used to Be able to change oil in their car, manual labor, take their guns out and go shooting. Now, men, the idea of a man is being a woman, you know, skinny jeans, soy lattes, wearing effeminate clothes, wearing pink shirts, unless it's for breast cancer month, that's okay. But the idea of like a dad bod with moobs and and, and being fat, a big belly, that's glamorized. It's almost, it's almost celebrated where men who are fit are automatically labeled as, oh, you're on steroids, you're narcissistic. I know because a lot of times I'll make a comment that has nothing to do with fitness and certainly nothing to do with steroids. And it's the first comment that comes, ah, you better stick to your steroids. Well, one, thank you for saying that. Um, that that's a compliment if I look like that. Uh, secondly, <laughs> secondly, that is just it's 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 the gas the gaslighting aspect of it where they attack fit people and it's okay it's perfectly fine to attack a fit person and shame them for it but you cannot shame a fat person for the same thing because that has to be glamorized because we want to promote laziness we want to promote this ethic that is anything but what the american standard should be which is the best of the best it reminds me of that cartoon with a little skinny guy who who comes up and he's like, hey, I want to get with you, girl. And the, that big muscular guy's like, duh, get out of here and he kick sand in the face of the little guy. The little guy goes and lifts weights, gets big and comes back and he kicks the bully's butt and he gets the girl. Right? What? that's it. That's masculinity. That's, that's what being a man is about, you know? It's not about soy milk lattes and skinny jeans. It's about it's about being a man. Being a man where you know you can take a punch and, and, and shake it off. You can do manly type things and and be able to keep going on. You know, toxic masculinity, yes, please. Our our country, it's in an identity crisis right now. We have a gender gender uh, gender morbidity. Gender. I'm sure the word is for gender fluidity. Uh, abortions are glamorized sexuality is, is is taught in schools it taught you can have any sexuality you want to have at a very young age when kids are just trying to figure out how to tie their shoes or being taught sexuality and schools used to be about learning bonding coming together kids go out on the playground and fight they, they knock it and rock and tumble around play some flag football. Now, now it's all about just being fit into a system and being indoctrinated. And that's part of the process. We have to bring back what's great in America. We have to bring back manly men, bring back the ability to say things without hurting people's feelings and bring back raising our kids to be solid men and women in this country because there's bad stuff going on in this world right now and we can't let that suck them in. And we take it one step further. Even the protesters were cooler before take martin luther king versus black lives matter it was a fight for equal treatment versus versus equity whereas i want what you have versus i want to be treated equal so i can get what you have it goes back to the premises of where where leftists and liberals and conservatives feel you know, liberals want everyone to be at the same level at the finish line. Conservatives want people to be at the same level at the starting line. We want everyone to have equal treatment. The left is about equity. See the difference there? That's what's changed. These protesters now, I want what you have. I want what you have. And, and Black Lives Matter really isn't about Black Lives Matter because why isn't it all Black Lives Matter? Right? MLK was about my children and your children playing together. I have a dream. We're going to play together. and We're going to have a great time. And we're white people and black people will be like high fiving each other. You don't see that now. Why? Because the this divisiveness and keeping people apart is the goal. It's the name of the game right now. And that's exactly what it is. The protesters are being the same quality they were. And speaking of that, churches. I don't know why it's the related to protesters and churches, but churches. Aren't what they used to be. They used to be a, a, a vaccine of what uh, for God, good. And now many churches out there are are woke. They're about like let's us fit in what the government says, right? Let's do what the government does. Hey, let's have vaccinations in our in our parking lot after church. There's a vaccination truck outside. I thank God. I thank God every day for Pastor Jürgen and all the pastors at Awakened Church. I have a church that still believes in God. It still believes in standing up, and fighting for what's right. And the problem with most churches is they are bowing to men. And I only bow to one. And he doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> he doesn't need a shot. He is one, the son of the ever God, Jesus Christ. We're moving along into work ethic. The uh, Work ethic isn't what it used to be right we want to make america great again we got to bring our we got to we got to bring our protesters make sure the protest is the right thing our churches have to actually believe in god and follow god and our, our work ethic has to be up to par with everything people now are getting like paid to be unemployed there's job opening signs everywhere i go people all want people to come work for them come work in my business nap make more sitting at home sorry not gonna do that right now 47 percent the entire population in the country pays 98% of taxes. Think about that for a second. Think about that for a second. When they're talking about passing laws for taxes and passing laws on small businesses and passing laws that affect you, if you own a small business or if you pay taxes, you have money, you have a job, 53% of the country pay 2% or less in taxes, which most likely means they don't have a job and they certainly don't own a small business. So they don't give a rip what taxes are passed on your businesses on yourself let everyone suffer bring everyone down to our level we don't care as long as we can sit here and not do anything and live our american dream of a socialist communist america and they have 53 percent of those people i understand now i understand i don't agree with it why landowners were the only people that could vote because there's a lot more inclusion issues that go on there but i understand what the founding fathers were thinking Listen, we can't have all these non landowners passing laws saying we have to give our land and share. <laughs> but I understand. Don't agree with it, but I understand now why, why it is. Um, and that's what, that's what Make America Great is, about, is all about. It's about making America great again, bringing back the best aspects. Why do people automatically think about the worst aspects? The whole idea of MAGA started because of the worst aspects. It started because of this left promoting it's okay to burn down cities. It's okay to loot. It's okay to riot. It started because of a cancel culture and a woke movement. It's not the bad. It's not the bad aspects of the country that we want to that we want to enforce on people. We don't want to have one group of people bending to the will of another group of people based on anything. It's about MAGA is about The ability to empower everyone, no matter your race, your color, your creed, or your religion. It's about empowerment for everybody. And this attitude for America has been missing for a long time. We've not had the attitude. Right now, America's attitude is more of that of a brooding teenager sitting in the corner sulking right now. That's America's general attitude. Not the quarterback of the team, the prom king, the one that has the confidence to go out there and take over and, and just smash the world and be a world beater. We don't have a world beater attitude right now. We have the brooding teen attitude. And I'm gonna continue to work on MAGA, making American great again, bringing back work ethic, bringing back hard work, bringing back ethics in general, bringing back uh, everything that goes through that, you're know, bringing back the no compromise attitude and everything involved with MAGA one nation under God, which is what we forget all the time. Guys, that's my MAGA episode. It was really condensed. I packed a lot in there. There's probably some stuff I missed. If I missed anything, please reach out to me on social media and say, Hey, I think this would be a great thing to add. Maybe we can have a revisit to why MAGA is the battle call for righteousness Guys, please check out this podcast. Um, rate it, review it. That makes a huge difference for me. If you rate and review it and give me a big like five star rating, it'd be fantastic. And uh, share it to all your friends. Um, please, thank you so much. I want to say thank you to Redcon One, Awaken Church, uh, for always being there. <laughs> you guys have no idea what men's prayer means for me. Also, if you ever check out Emerge, check my link on my uh, Instagram. Emerge conference coming up this March. Guys, this is Lou Guido, the Lion Heart Podcast. I'm out.